Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, promotional products and design. They cover your brand bumper to bumper with graphic design, promo products, and print. See what Dire Oil Graphics can build for you at direoil.com. That's D-Y-E-R-O-I-L.com. Here we go. Welcome. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Welcome to Beers with Nigel. I'm Nigel. That is uh, that other guy. And uh, uh, before we get started, uh, Junior, we got. So uh, Mac, we got we got this one cat. He always uh, uh, gets mad if we tell him we don't tell him we're drinking. New beer, not even released yet at Transparent Brewing in Grandview, Missouri. It's called uh, Totes Totes Your Oats. It's a oatmeal uh, stout, brand new on the market. But welcome to the show. We got Dave Mac of Mac Brewing from Philly. What up, son? <laughs> what's going on? What's, what's, going what, on? What's, your, what's your son's name? What is going on? What's your son's uh, name? This is this is Dave. This is uh David the third. Oh, the third. The third. Okay. All right. Keeping the it third. Keeping it, this uh, is, you guys, you guys must be special. This is the first time you ever wanted to sit here with me. <laughs> Look, it, it's Nigel, man. Everybody loves Nigel. <laughs> we'll, we'll take that as a, as a, a, a Dave the third is on here. How you doing, bro? Man, um, exhausted. But are you great? <laughs> great. great. Uh, it's it's pretty exciting. Um, man, just <laughs> it's so much. I don't even know. I can go and I can start rambling. Um, I, I'm gonna just wait for you guys to ask me questions because it's <laughs> <laughs> so. So tell us about Mac Brewing. Tell us where it is, uh, how it came about, that sort of thing. Because you know, I've known about it for a while, cool. but you know, we're trying to get some people in the Midwest to, to get hip to, to uh, what Mac Brewing is. So tell us who Mac Brewing is. Um, Mac Brewing Co. is an uh, up and coming brewery, uh, brewery and planning, so to speak, um, coming out of West Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Uh, we, our first, first release, um, well, not release, but our first beer that we've um, got to the lips of the people is our Mac IPA, um, 10%, uh, not the typical, uh, I don't call it a double, I don't call it an imperial, I just call it an IPA, um, because at the end of the day, um, all my friends, none of my friends went to craft beer spots with me, so, uh, and if they do drink craft beer, a lot of them do not like IPAs, so (laughs) my whole thing was to... My whole thing was to, uh, one, bring more of my friends, of, of Black people, to craft beer. I, I went to right. college in North Carolina, went to college in Charlotte. Um, and Charlotte was not what it is right now when I was right. school, uh, when it comes to the craft beer scene. And uh, like I remember when like places like Saloon had like just opened. Uh, and they wasn't even on what is it diners, divings, and drives. They wasn't right, even on right. there because they didn't have food. It was just beer. It was a bottle store. Right. And I walked in like after I graduated, and they had like this whole other side and this. <laughs> so it was um, the idea behind Mac Brewing Co was to really, like I said, bring more people to the culture um, from my culture to right bring it to Philly. It wasn't a lot. It, I, I, I didn't even know all of the other Black-owned breweries before I went to Fresh Fest, um, but I knew we didn't have any in Philadelphia. 
Right. Uh, right. So now I'm I'm one of three in the state. Uh, you have Harris Family Brewery in, in yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Harrisburg, and you have uh, two locals that's also in Philadelphia as well. So um, just to be in, in company with those guys and just to be a trendsetter when it comes to my state, my city is uh, is pretty good. And, you know, get to have my son watch me. So that's that's a whole nother yeah. uh, uh, great feeling in itself. Dave the third. Dave the third is in the house. <laughs> Man, there's, there's no better pride. Yeah, he just, he just poured boy, himself some chocolate milk. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so he's drinking on the show. <laughs> I ain't mad at it. How do you So very you know, resourceful four-year-old. I, I never, hey, you know, the dad's starting a brewery, so that, that just tells you a little something about it. He's, he's got to learn to pour. <laughs> Early in the game, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He helps me start he helps some basics. Put the on. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So, what got you into, if, if you think back to when you started liking craft beer, what got you into We asked everybody that comes on here, what was that beer that you were like, you know, because we know we, we were all drinking some, you know, some bullshit before, right? But then there was that there was that one thing you're like, oh, hold on now. What what is that? What was what was your gateway? The crazy part is I was I was already I was already on on a whole nother path. Um what got me in the crack field was cigars. <laughs> really? Really? And I was I was smoking cigars probably uh I was I was not probably I had been smoking cigars since I was on the Um so by time it was crazy. My parents will probably beat my ass if they see me with a pack of cigarettes. But a cigar, no one ever, ever said anything. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't even buy a pack of cigarettes. But I could, I could buy a cigar. <laughs> really, really. Um, and I, and once I got older and I was able to drink, it was I didn't like the hard liquor in the summertime. Like I said, I'm schooling in, in, in the south, so. I needed something nice to drink. And the first thing was Victory Summer Love. Victory, I know that brewery, but I don't know that beer. What is that beer? Um, that damn, what did you put me on the spot? It's a, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something light in the summer, you know. What it's saying? light. Uh I can't think of the style. It's definitely light. Uh it's not a pilsner though. Um it is it, it, it that's Victory Summer Love, and then it was Brooklyn. Brooklyn Summer, yeah. Brooklyn yeah. Love. Yeah. It was something uh, from from uh, Brooklyn Brewery. And from there, I got turned on to this small microbrewery in Philadelphia uh, named Nottingham. It was on, it was on yeah. 15th and Sansom. Yeah. So you couldn't even buy beer outside of, like, you had to come. They didn't, they didn't can it. They didn't keg it. Um, after I graduated college, I did order myself a cake and add it and no one knew what I was drinking. <laughs> but um that's what got me on. That's what got me into it. Um, and and I just started experimenting from there. Like once I started like really studying beer when I was in North Carolina, when I was in Charlotte, I was seeing a lot of like um Yingling the uh, Yingling porters, the Yingling black and tans. And I'm from Philly. And these are not typical like yinglings that you see in stores. Yeah, so in my you. mind, I started like, you know, being an acquisitive person. Like, well, why the hell is all this yingling here? And I don't never see this when I go home. Like, I got to go right. way out, whatever to go get this. And then I started like 
oh, Yingling, I don't know what they'll do, but Yingling had a brewery in like Florida or something like that that was like bridging the gap between, you know, Philly right. and uh, in, in the South. So then I started like doing a deep dive into beer from there. Like, well, well okay, well, who owns this? Or who owns that? Why is this? Why are they here? And I took a trip to Texas and I couldn't buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's nothing uh, there's nothing in Missouri here down. either. Can't get yeah, it. Yeah, so from what I've what I gathered back when I did my research on it, um, and this might be like hearsay, it was uh Budweiser and Coors paid yeah. him to stay on the other side. That's, that's, the story, that's the story I know too. I think that's I think that's the real story, actually. <laughs> so <laughs> They're like, fuck you, stay away. And um, when I when I started when I started uh, doing that research, that's what got me looking into uh, black people in beer. And of course, at that time, I didn't, you know, I didn't see anyone. Right. Uh, but I did come up with um, um, People's Brewery in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, uh, by Theodore okay. Maxine. So uh, once I seen that, it like. It, it it really triggered me to um I was already starting to like homebrew a little bit and once I seen that I said okay I was playing with the idea of starting a brewery and this is like back in like 2012, 2013. And once I seen that, I was like, oh wow. No, nah, this is it. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and do this. So when I re- started doing the research, that's why it was like real big for me to see um to come to Fresh Fest that year. It was in 2019. And yeah. I seen that one of the sponsors was was Peps. Because yeah. another story, how it goes, People's Brewery would have never went out of business. If it uh if they didn't go out of business, Peps Blue Ribbon wouldn't be what it is today. So that was like a big like, oh shit. <laughs> like yeah. for me. Yeah. But long story short, that's how I got a beer and just the just being inquisitive about the business. Um, how how it travels from this place to that place, and just the exclusiveness of of beer. You see what I'm saying? Like we right. can look at all types of spirits and wine, and it's always mass distributed, and it's always everywhere else. But it's right. like just something as simple as you know, we you, you being in Kansas, and it's beers that you can't get. Yeah, that I can get, but it's beers yeah. you can get that I can't get. I'm gonna, I'm that, gonna, I'm I think gonna... that's what's like. I have to correct you. We ain't in Kansas. <laughs> we in Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri. I apologize. No, no, no. That's it. Everybody, everybody gets for us. That's personal. Because <laughs> people think, oh, it's Kansas City. No, no, no. There's a Kansas City, Kansas. Not the same. Kansas City, Missouri. That's all. That's all good. I'm just giving you. Shit. Kansas, Missouri. Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I can't remember which Kansas it was. I know. I know that one. But I remember <laughs> you. You definitely made that point. In first yeah. place. So I, I ain't gonna say the wrong. I would just say Kansas. I ain't gonna say the wrong <laughs> one. <laughs> now, if you say Kansas City, you're good. You, you know, you just you covered everything because you know it's all love between both states. You know what I'm saying? There's, so there's the state line is actually a road. Yeah, yeah state, state line, line, state line road. road. One side of the street is, is Missouri. One side of the street is Kansas. That's a real thing. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? I went to school with someone from Kansas, uh, Kansas City, uh, Kansas. Yeah, I went to college with one, and he was—he was. I knew, I know 
the beef between <laughs> them. Really gets. That's why I would. I just want to say Kansas. <laughs> so, so where did you go to college at? What was your major? I went to Johnson C. Smith University uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, and my major, uh, believe it or not, was music, business, and technology. Makes so, sense. Now you're a brewer. Can I, can I tell you something? My first job out of school was with CBS Radio. Really? <laughs> I don't know anybody yes. with a music business degree that stayed in music business. Uh, what was Man, what was your um, what was your master plan? You know what what was what what were you thinking when you were going to do that? With that, I started. Well, it wasn't until I got to college I wanted to be a producer. Um, I love music. Um, so. From being in college, once I started like being in the studio with other like artsy people, I realized, okay, the producer producer, executive producer maybe, because I'm not about to sit here and argue with you about this snare drum, <laughs> that snare drum, and why we shouldn't use this. I'm good. Call me when you've done the song, and then I can get the part from there. So that's, <laughs> that was the first step. That was song. <laughs> so you want to be Diddy. <laughs> Man, like I don't, and I never wanted to be known, so I never wanted to be in the spotlight. I wanted to be behind the scenes, right? Dig back in the book and read about me. I really wanted to be an A and R at the time when I was oh, in college. A and Rs were like becoming obsolete, and it you can tell um, when it comes to to A and Rs, like you know, their whole job is to get that artist prepared and and right for mainstream America. And when yep. you look at a lot of these artists that are coming out now, um, you can tell it's nobody there doing it. You can tell by how they're being presented, um, yep. what what exactly they're saying, what they're talking about on social media, everything like that. And it's it's just not uh, it's just not a good look for them. So that was my whole thing. I wanted to be an A and R, uh, and it's crazy because I did my senior paper. I was going through like record labels and then cbs came up and how cbs transformed from a record yeah. label to what it is now my first yeah. job was in cbs radio <laughs> but music business man music business and then i was always on the night scene so i was doing promotions for radio station um and it was always like i got the windows open excuse me <laughs> uh, it was always like a party. I was always at the clubs. It was always like a, um, what do you call them? Like the 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 liquor and beer reps. I was always running into them, and that started right. like being real interesting to me. So at what point, you know, you obviously were diving deep into craft beer. At what point did you think, you know what? I'm going to brew my own. Because that's that's um, a that's a that's a leap. A leap, it is. What did I do? I went to in Charlotte. It's a thing called um, bartender's ball, and it's pretty much a black tie affair to get shit faced. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> in a nutshell, that's exactly what it is. Everyone gets a tux or a suit, and they just get fucked up. Um, and I worked for the radio station, so I didn't have to pay for a ticket. Hey, <laughs> hey. So I, I worked the radio. I know how that goes. <laughs> I started doing that every year, and I started looking at like these different like brands. 
that are being promoted and everything. And um, of course, that's NASCAR country down there. So I started seeing the music, and it's like we're always, especially hip hop, pop culture. It's always about liquor. It's always about liquor. After that shit is disgusting, but they put so much money behind it. Yeah, yeah. And then it came to like beer, but these same people that promote these 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 liquors love beer. So I said, well, why why isn't anyone pushing this? Yeah, like, why do yeah. I have to go to a big crit concert to actually get a only selection of beer versus yeah. if I go to Beyonce, Jay Z, I get cores like Miller High Life, all this. Yeah, but y'all, yeah, yeah. y'all got to yeah. watch it. Some, some <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> so uh, again, that, that that was curious. That was that was what got me into it. Like that's what got me started, like studying that aspect. So what was the first thing you brewed? Brew, the brew. Um, it was after that. Damn, you did ask me about brew. I apologize. I'm thinking no about this food. I just opened the. Pe- I just opened it, <laughs> and I got this pepperoni <laughs> pizza. You can be. You can eat a pizza. You can eat a piece of pizza on the on the podcast. It's all good. No, we're good with that. <laughs> hey, I'm just listen. Well, see, I'm, I ain't want to eat. You know, I'm from my grandma from South Carolina. You know, if you ain't got enough to share, you got to eat it around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> but since you said that, trust me, you can no, no, afford no. it. It's all good. If you need to yeah, take a bite, it's all, trust me, weirder things have happened on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Trust me. And we got no problem talking. Look, <laughs> <laughs> so get your eat on, son. So, what happened was, um, I started looking into. Uh, I actually started dating this young lady. I was in Philadelphia, and she lived in South Philly. South Philly has, like, you know, some of the apartments are big, but a lot of them are, like, studio apartments. And she was homebrewing. And at the time, I'm thinking about beer. But I'm thinking, like, you need this, like, this massive space to even come up with, the, you know, the smallest nope. batches of beer. Because, again, I'm, I'm from the hood. I don't know. I know people that drink beer. I don't know not a soul that makes it. <laughs> and everywhere right, I see yeah, yeah. is big ass places that mix beer. Even the small places are big. And she was, I'm, she, I was, I'm actually, she was making a style. I'll never forget. It. And it was actually pretty fucking good. Um, <laughs> and I said, "This all you need?" She's in. Yeah. She got like you know, apartment kitchen. Yeah, and pot. she brewing beer. I said, "Oh, yeah. all right. a pot." Yeah. <laughs> and I said, yeah. "Cool." Went back down. I went back down, Charlotte. I had a whole sunroom <laughs> that was like it was a uh, it was um, a screen sunroom, like outside the house where they had the screens, everything in it. Yeah. yeah. For my first, I brought my first chip because how did I buy it? I was a college recruiter, so I you I never forget. I used my Marriott points. To buy my first <laughs> beer, send me the wrong one, and I had to call them like, "No, this ain't the one I ordered." And they sent me the rest of it. It was good. It was. <laughs> that is awesome. That's fantastic. I, I that, but for the folks out there, get your Marriott points together <laughs> and get you a beer brew. Start, collect, start collecting your travel points, right? <laughs> so you need a kit. So people, people sleep on them. When I first graduated and I got my job, I was buying everybody Christmas gifts with travel points. 
Not, not only we talk about beer here, we're educational about your money. Let's be real. Look, it's, it's a financial show. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. no. <laughs> it's about to be shit. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So you, uh, so you, you brewed a stout. I didn't brew a stout. I actually started my first, and I didn't know it was like such a hard thing to do, or people like are scared to do it. My first thing out the gate was an IPA, a West yeah, Coast IPA. Yeah, that's a uh, that's. Yeah, that's not where normally people, people start, you know. That's like saying, well, you know, my first beer, I, I brewed a Pilsner. Most people don't start there. <laughs> you know <laughs> I what I'm saying? With there, and it, it actually, I, the crazy part is I had throwaway batches. I've had more throwaway batches up to this point now than I did when I first started. You're not, you're not just hustling those to your friends? Here, drink this. <laughs> <laughs> no. I only, I want, it's like, it, I need this spirit. My name is my name. I can't have you saying nothing. Yeah, I, yeah, I, guess, being I guess you do have your name on the bird. Yeah, I guess you have your name on, on, the, on your shit. You know what I'm saying? You can't really. <laughs> you, you need a separate label. 30 years from now, it'll be on Oprah. Like, yeah, I had this beer back in the. Uh, shit. No, no. Look, it. If you go to work with Oprah, you got nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> at, at that point, at, at that point, it's yeah. all good. Speaking of speaking of beer, it's mystery beer time. So you know, I, I bring Nick three mystery beers. That so that's a golf bag. It might <laughs> it might have been stolen. We, we don't call it stolen. We call it procured. Procured from a golf course. Shout out to my homeboy Tony Medina. Here's the first day. We keep it classy. Brown paper bags, baby. All right, what we got? Brown paper bag. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, let's see what's going on. I don't, I don't think I would trust it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> what you got in there? Let's see. We have. And I had to rush to get these beers together because I was running around. I was like, I had hit the frigid, frigid air. I was like, let me get the, let me get these beers. What is that? I mean, I just grabbed it. Look cool. Uh, Cosmic Eye Brewing out of Lincoln, Nebraska. It's the beauty of forgetting. It's an IPA. Okay, speaking of IPAs, uh, Junior, that's a 6.4%. 6.4. Don't get mad at me, Junior. Uh, thank you, yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess we're going to go higher than, on, higher than that on the ABVs. So. Well, look, you, <laughs> you, you've been going high lately. I'm just saying. Well, no, the last podcast, I had like a 3.2, so here's that. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, what kind of pizza are you eating, son? <laughs> This is this is uh, beef pepperoni pizza, and I'm looking off to the side because now my son has a laptop in front of me and wants to watch YouTube. I mean, it happens. Well, look, you, can, you, can, you can send him. You can send him to the beers with Nigel YouTube page. <laughs> oh, he watched. He, he watched. He might have to turn the volume down. <laughs> he has his own headphones. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know that, that's. All kids should have their own headphones. Let's see what this is. My, my boy was at least 13 when he first listened to the beer. Really nice nose. Yeah. Daddy, what does shit ton mean? 50-11. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's tasty. Yeah, that's that's what, that's what I have. That's yummy. That's a tasty Let me see like that. Let me see that. That color. I like the way it looks. Girl, let's come yeah, up. It's pretty. That's, yeah, yeah that's nice. Around. And they, they do some that's nice the, art as well. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the beauty yeah, of forgetting—that's real shit, right there. Let's, let's set that right there. <laughs> so you know, you you know, you started home brewing. At, at what point in that process did you were like, you know what? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna start a brewery. And when did you think did you know did you think about that when you were like researching the brewery game or at what point did that happen? Uh I was making beer. At that time I was making five gallon batches. Right. Uh and I had a couple friends over, um, as they always came over to bars. Yeah, because you know, yeah, it was probably beer. You, you've got beer for us? <laughs> they come over, and they say, oh, I don't know. What you mean you made this? <laughs> and, uh, had them to try it. And one of my first my first friends, uh, Rashad and Christian. Uh, Shout out to Rashad One of my friends at that is Christian. Both of them said, well, how much do you want for a case of beer? Of your beer? I said, shit, I don't know. Um, of my beer. At that time, uh, I was creeping up on 10%. I might have been like eight, eight and some change at that time. Uh-huh. I said, well, shit, give me 40 for a case. <laughs> you <laughs> actually sold them a case of beer? You sold them your beer? $40 <laughs> for a case. And they brought it. <laughs> and came back to buy more. <laughs> really? <laughs> All right, that is crazy. And uh, and 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 went from there. And I hit the ground running. And because I moved around a lot, it's crazy talking about the Midwest because I lived in uh, uh, Wilberforce, Ohio, for a while, <laughs> for a short period of time. Um, I was uh, moving around so much. That's why it took so long. It didn't happen until I actually came back home to Philly. So I was in Charlotte. I went from Charlotte working for Johnson C. Smith. And then I moved to Ohio, Wilberforce, Ohio. I was working for Wilberforce University. And I went from Wilberforce to Shaw University in Raleigh, North Carolina, which is two hours away from my school. And then from there, I went to Elizabeth City to work at Elizabeth City State in North Carolina. Right. And from there, I came back home. So I started the company. I started the LLC in North Carolina. So you were brewing and all then, this time when you were moving around? Yep. I was moving with beer. <laughs> like, I had <laughs> beer. And like, I'm that like, beer hey, travel. I had to, sit, had to sit in the car one. I'm like, all right, I got to figure out how we're going to look. Where you going to put that in? Listen, you can fuck everything else up. Don't don't break this. <laughs> don't mess with my beer. <laughs> don't mess with my beer. Like, in Ohio, I moved with beer. Bottle. <laughs> really? That's that's amazing. So you've been you've been you've been brewing for a for a moment for uh, for a hot minute. At what point you're like, you know what, mm-hmm. Matt Matt Bruco is going to be a thing. When did when did that when did that enter your mind? Was that was that why you were home brewing? You just needed to get some place to settle and do it, or when, when you were like, you know, I'm going to do this. I was actually coming up with. So many crazy names. I was trying to be so creative with having a name for a brewery. Like that's what I was doing. That's honestly, that's what took me so long too, because I didn't know what, what I was gonna call it. <laughs> next, I, mean, I, need a, I, need a, I need a dope ass name. <laughs> and it wasn't until because my name is actually McMullen. Um, but all my friends just called me Mac and oh, that's how I spell. And uh, one of my friends from my friend Isaiah, <laughs> another friend from school. He was just like, um, won't you just call it Matt? I was like, I don't want to use my name. He was like, ah, it's not your name. But I see what you're saying. But won't you just call it Matt? And we were, he was a he was a Kyle Marks major. I was a music business major. 
and we always had classes somewhat together. So, and we in 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 that uh, major, we have a saying: "Kiss." I know they probably use it everywhere else. Kiss. Right. Keep it simple, stupid. Right. And that's exactly what he said to me. Just, just keep it. Just keep it simple. I mean, he has some other profanities in the middle. And <laughs> 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 Max Brew, Mac Brunco was was born. How long ago was that? And I filled out the paperwork. <laughs> so how long? How long? How long ago was? He it came up with the name. How long ago was it that you you, you started Mac Brewing Co? Like on paper? Yeah. Legally, legal. Two thousand seventeen. Two thousand seventeen. Yeah, two thousand seventeen. I was so, uh, working at Elizabeth City. Yep. So do you have a, a physical Mac Brewing brewery now? Man. Excuse me. No. Working on that. But you do have because you're getting it to the people. Yeah. I look, I've been on your I've been your on your Instagram and you know, people with, with cases of your shit, man. You're brewing it somewhere. Where where are you brewing it at? <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it bootleg? What the hell? <laughs> I, I I did not say that. I, <laughs> um, it's it's I have I, I well right now I'm actually looking for another location. I had a location. They didn't want me to like transform it to a brewery, but they were allowing me to brew there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have been like looking for places to do contract brewing. But a lot of a lot of situations, uh, a lot of the breweries that I was looking at, they weren't working off a seven, eight barrel system. So it was like it's not enough room to like have me come in. And the other breweries, it was just like it didn't make sense for me. So right, right. now we have our, you know, our go a GoFundMe going on. Um, because our whole my whole thing is when I really started diving into the beer culture, at least I don't know about every city, um, but I know in, in my state. You have to be distributed by third party. Uh, right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of places. Are you can't. Different. You can't sell your own beer. And I want to be able to control it from beginning to end. So we have a GoFundMe, and that's what the GoFundMe is for. Um, to get the money to raise to have our own brick and mortar location. Um, in 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 Pennsylvania, you have to have at least ten seats or more to be able to. Um, self-distribute without like having because uh, I can't own a distributing company. Like right. even if I wanted to say I'm starting a brewery and then I want to yeah. own my own distributor, yeah. I can't no, own it. They don't want you to do that. No. So and I'm 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 a hustler. So I, I the third party thing is cool. <laughs> that's cool. But when you look at my state, it's one person that sells gin. It's right. one distributor that sells gin. So you're literally just getting the beer. The beer is the beer is going to sell itself, but right. you're just getting it to the different locations, and you legally are the only one that can sell it. And it's one right. person that sells Budweiser in my state. It's one person that sells. It's one person that sells Coors. And it's like, why are you being able to benefit from my hard work? Even though right. you know you might wrap a couple trucks with my label, and, right, you know. Right. Throw a couple of months, throw a couple of dollars in the marketing aspect of it. But let's be real, 
I have to meet you. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, well, it's, it's a it's a beer commercial. Um, it's like it's a really old beer commercial. Um, this is before like the beer scene was popping, and it was like a guy he was brewing. I don't even remember. I think it was like a credit card commercial. He was like brewing a beer, and the salesman is going to different places, putting yeah. orders in, and then yeah. he's calling back like, "Yeah, I just put another order." And he's like, "Oh, I think you have to spend." And it's like that's the type of relationship I want to be able to have. Not, you know, put my beer in somebody else's hand that has so many other different breweries. Um, And then my beer is sitting there because I'm a small guy. I don't have enough inventory to have my shit just sitting there while you're still selling these big names. Um, And that's no diss to anybody's business, anybody's company. Um, It's just, it's for one, it's not a lot of black brewers. And two, it's not a lot of black distributors. I'm gonna say zero. <laughs> and, and that's you know that part has brought that up. Yeah, yeah and we one. we talk about a, a lot a lot of this shit on here. We I we have never had a distributed conversation. But it's no, I, I don't know of any uh, minority dis- distributor. There's none there's none here in Kansas City for sure. So but you know, yeah, to your point, the nice thing about the, the nice thing about what you're doing, your your brand is already a brand. Right. So your Mac Brewing is, is a brand which which it, it, it puts you when, when you do get the brick and mortar and you do all that, you're already a known entity, which is which is kind of reverse of how breweries start, where, you know, they have to kind of build that. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like um, so we had um, Stacy IA uh, Rock Leopard Brewing out of London and he's in the, he's a brother, the same position as you. As you you know, putting his beers out there and his brand is dope, but and he's looking for that permanent home. Yeah, he's looking for that permanent home. You know, now granted, he has some help and some people are, you know, you know, and, and you know, England versus and even some of the states are different. Like you can go to Oklahoma if if you are producing one of the great places in Oklahoma is called the Brewers Union, where they get these home brewers. Mm-hmm. That are all in this space, and you get to brew on the system, and you get to distribute your beer. And so in Oklahoma, we can go to whatever convenience store you have in Philly, in Oklahoma City, you could be on the shelf with everybody else. So it's it's unfortunate the way this country is. About every state has these. You know what I'm saying? Every state has this all these different shits. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, let's level that playing field. But again, the fact that you have a don't brand, tell me that because you, you you fuck around to see me in Oklahoma. <laughs> I mean, bro, I'm I'm telling you, there, there's there's some of the smallest breweries that are on shelves right now in Oklahoma City, and even here in Kansas City. So I work with three different breweries. Two of them, uh, one goes to a distributor, my homeboy Tony at Winship. He sells distributes. And so he just takes kegs to to tap rooms, and so you can be on, you can be on somebody's tap. You know what I'm saying? And that, that and that's is, pretty much what it was. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so can you? That's, can you that's really what it was. Point? Um, I'm getting to that point. Um, I think it's been a little bit more uh, open during the whole pandemic thing because people, you know, we were like. You couldn't just walk around with an open container and fill it. I mean, people do it, but you're really supposed to do it. So you couldn't walk out the restaurant with your with your beer. 
Right. Um, you got to finish that or you got to go. Right. And since the whole pandemic, that's how a lot of restaurants are staying around. So I did get a couple people like looking into it. Um, and that's where we're getting to. But then the value started being a little too much. And, you know, when you're dealing with anything, <laughs> anything with the feds, they ain't worried yeah. about the small fry. They yeah, want you to get up here. Once you get here, that's yeah. coming for that ass. They want, that's, <laughs> what, that's what they want to fuck with. I you. see it going. And I said, let me, let me, let me calm down. So the whole idea that was not on purpose, and I'm glad you said that. Um, I went to build a brand because when I look at a lot of different breweries, um, this is no again, this is no diss to anyone. Um, I'm a sneaker fanatic. I love my dunks. I love Nikes. Um, I love sneakers in general, but I love Nikes, and I love Nikes because once the sneaker game started, uh, started blowing up. Beyond before it was a sneakers app when people really had to go beat to go right. get the shoes or you had to just buy it online and hope that the website didn't crash. Um, yeah. They never promoted sneakers. Let's think right. about this. Like, think back. I want you to think back to like all the Jordans before they were retro. Right. You seen a player playing in a pair of sneakers at a right. game. Right. And I'm still trying to figure out how the hell do we even notice the sneaker that was on his feet looking at yeah. an analog TV. Because you look at some of them old games, it's like, how the fuck could we even keep up? This shit's hurting my head. <laughs> you look at some of the old games. Where, yeah, there there weren't any commercials. No, I mean, that wasn't a thing until the Jordan. It wasn't a thing. You the, the player the player played in the shoe. Then it might be, it might, if you're looking in the late 90s, it may be a commercial. Or you've seen the player playing in the shoe. And then you walk past a Foot Locker or something, and you see yeah. a poster of yeah, 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 the yeah. on the way, or a magazine, or you see poster, stuff like that. Then they started coming out with commercials and things of that nature. But after that, now you have less people watching TV. I see an ad on my phone. I'm turning it off and turning it back on because I don't want to see any of that. So now what they started doing was they were sending they were sending shoes to influencers. I'm right. going to find the 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 sneaker locker who has the most following, the most views, and I'm going to send them this sneaker that costs me maybe five dollars to make. Right. But I'm about to charge two fifty for it. Right. Am I losing with that? I'm not paying them to do anything, but they're so excited to have to this shoe some, before anybody else. To get some free shit. Yeah. Now <laughs> they're going to talk about. Oh, you send me some free shit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hype you up. Like, hey, for anybody out there, you send that. You, send you, that you, you got to, because now it. it's, it's something that everybody can't get. Right. I'm sorry. No, no, you're, you're exactly send, right. Send us beer. No. I mean, oh. literally, literally oh. um, what's his name from, from Rock Leopard in London? When he came, when he wanted to come on. He's like, but I'm going to send you my beer first. He sent, his, he sent us beer from London. It was crazy. And we drank the beer as we talked to him, you know, because that was, that was that, good beer too. Yeah, and it was good beer and, and that, that gives it more reach. I mean, it's you, you're exactly I'm, right. I'm, I am so upset. I'm so upset that I didn't get the beer because I'm not gonna lie, if you didn't remind me, like I've literally been I wake up in the morning, it's pre-K. In between pre-K, because he's he's online with pre-K. Right. I'm doing research. I'm planning to cook out, as I just said. Um, it's trying to make it work. And I'm you're, you're getting you're getting a bit you're it's going into mail uh 
This look, look, I, look that's, 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 that's not a problem. problem. That, that beer will make this show. <laughs> speaking of speaking of beers. <laughs> cool. well, he's grabbed, and to he's go back what I was saying, it was oh, okay. Well, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cool. Um, what? to go back to what I was saying is just like Nike didn't pay for marketing. Um, right. they might just started getting back into it. Of course, I haven't been studying it because I've been out of school. But um, they didn't pay for marketing; just sent it off for people to talk about it. So when I first like got the labels together, um, when I went to Fresh Fest, I only bought a six pack because I didn't expect it to be <laughs> how it was. I thought it was just going to be like a regular beer festival. No. So I had like six. I had I literally had six beers, and I let a couple people taste them. And uh, I had the VIP, so I was there with yeah. uh, Garrett Oliver. And yeah. I don't know how people knew Garrett Oliver was there, and I was the only one that actually brought my my Oxford book of beer with me. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I had him sign it. So my oh, sister no was like, you should, take, you should take him the beer. And I said, nah, man, he ain't, he ain't trying to take my beer. So mind you, my sister is the quiet one, my older sister. She's the quiet one. I'm more of the outgoing kind of outspoken person and I, she was like yo take him your beer i'm like nah you yeah. know i ain't trying to be all you know all up on you everybody's in his face she was like he's at a fucking beer festival he's drinking beer. <laughs> right give him the beer and i said you know what you make you make perfect sense and um i got him the beer he's he looked at me and he said this is a well-balanced beer yeah. this is this is delicious I like this. And I left there and hit the fucking ground running. By that time, oh. 2000, 2000, January 1st, 2020, 12 a.m., I launched the website. And it was going after that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, the, but, the, but think about it. You know, you know your sister might your sister was right. Because people might think, oh, it's Garrett Oliver. There's, a, there's still a lot of people in the beer game that have no idea who he is. You know what I'm saying? Now the people who who know who he is, and I wasn't cool even the traveling beer guru, and I knew who he was. But I know a lot of people have never heard of him. Black, white, green, yellow. Who's <laughs> Garrett Oliver? I'm like, are you kidding me? So you know, and he's super cool. Um, because I met, I you know, down to I, earth. I met, yeah, I met him at Fresh Fest, and I saw him at um the the one beer festival I went to last year, other half ring. That uh, 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 pastry town. He was there. Brooklyn was there. Obviously, it was in New York. It was in Brooklyn, and you know he remembered me from Fresh Fest, and he was cool. He's like, "Whatever you need me to do, I'll do." He's one of them cats. I don't, I don't think anybody can to get you from Fresh Fest that year, <laughs> bro. I, I came up in there. I was like, "Yeah, we're about to make this shit happen, dude." That, I don't know about you. That was a watershed moment for me. This is the reason this podcast is a thing. It's because when I went to Fresh Fest, I'm like, oh, look all these black people in here. They they're out there. And we have no idea. You know, I had no kids, fucking clue. The, you and me both. When I went to some the, the symposiums on that Friday, I was like, well, goddamn. So and literally in this like, city, there's, you know, there's there's you know, maybe a, a handful, maybe eight or nine brothers, sisters that are into beer. You know, and I'm like, oh, we're missing a whole audience. You know what I'm saying? So this year, mm-hmm. me and Nick will be there. We're going. So uh, we go, are you are you going this Bar- year? Barrow and Pope? Yeah, yeah, of course. 
Okay, so um, I just got off the phone <laughs> with uh, Trogue. Trogue and Harris. Oh, oh, yeah. We have a collab here. Oh, collab shit. Beer. Well done. Uh, no shit, <laughs> son. I have a collab here with uh, my clear group. Really? So that's the first breaking news on this podcast. <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> we're, we're getting first. <laughs> That's yes, dude, that's so, awesome. um, and I will, I will be there. So, um, other than the the Juneteenth cookout uh, on June nineteenth in Philadelphia, it's a secret location. You have to okay. RSVP. Um, please bring your ID. R- is there is no guest. You RSVP. Everyone RSVP for themselves. Right. Um, and you will get the location two hours before the event. Like, oh, uh, we, we don't want people just parking out. Yeah, I, I, I was trying to think, like, how long a drive is that? Because you put that on Instagram, I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, I, I, I literally, I literally, before we got on, I literally just posted the actual flyer with the information, and tomorrow oh, did you? the link will open up. So okay. As far as you've been. Yeah, okay. so um, that's that. And then after that, I'll be at Baron Flow. Um, that's September, and then um, to go back, like you said, like coming from Fresh Fest, that was the battery in my back, bro. Like, yeah. I don't give a shit what anyone says. If you say you don't like my beer, I, I mean, I take it in, I hear you, right? It's not for you. Garrett Oliver told me he liked my beer, I don't care. <laughs> it's, it's, Look, I, I, I may make one down the line that people don't like this. Yeah, that's, that's 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 some crazy validation from one of the nineteen master cicerones in the world. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he would. I, I, he's he's the type of guy because when I talk to him, you know, he's like, "There's there's some beers here that are really good, and some beers that are not." He keeps it real. I mean, why blow smoke up your ass if you're trying to be a brewer and your shit ain't good? You know what I'm saying? Hey, keep it keep it G with me. If you don't yes. like it. If it's, if it's, I, I think I, I'm on untapped, and I didn't know how easy it was to like get everything on untapped. Um, so I had, I had, well, not, I'm not gonna say easy. It's like you can't do it when you work at a job. But um, <laughs> I got it on untapped, and I started, I started reading some of the comments, and I got one of the comments, and it was just like, oh, this fucking beer is terrible. This is a chugging beer, and I was on another podcast, um, and they were like, a chugging beer? Is that, is that? Is that a bad thing? I chug all my beers. So it's like, yeah, you want to drink more. Well, you got you know, you gotta take, yeah, take like, untap. You gotta take untap with a grain of salt. Because there's a there's a lot yeah, of uneducated, yeah. uninitiated people on there that are like I had to I had to chastise uh, one of my dudes the other night at a brewery that I work at. And I'm sitting next to him and he checked in this beer. And so it was basically a variant of of, of uh, a beer that we have, and it had coffee in it. And he he checked in on untapped was two twenty uh two point two five. I'm like, you tell me why. I said, is it badly made? No. I said, well, you just don't like it. That doesn't mean you're you put that shit on there. Somebody's gonna be like, oh, I don't want to drink that. I said, dude, you go around the city and drink all this beer, and you can't despair. Now, if it's a shit, if there's something wrong with it, absolutely. And especially if, if there's something wrong with it, you need to put a description in it. As much shit as you check in, don't why, just, why it's wrong? Don't just yeah, don't just don't put a fucking uh, a, a bad rating on it because you don't like coffee. 
That's, that's no, that, my my homeboy made this beer. He does a um, he does a, a, a coconut stout, right? And uh, a coconut porter. And so he did a soured version of it. What wasn't my jam? Still well made. Co- I, I, that, those two things together, you give me a. I'll take the coconut porter and the sour separately. I don't. I didn't like them together. Did I disparage them on untap? I hate when people do that, and I will call them out every time. I, right. I, that's, that's just one of my pet peeves. And it was just, you know what I'm saying. So you have to take that shit with a grain of salt. Um, open that. You know, I think what he was talking about the, at the brew festivals. Though, I think with the brewer community, though, they want to make you better. They're not just going to say that's bad beer. They're going to say, "Yes, let me help you out." Well, no. let me give you some suggestions. I had a conversation with a guy today at a brewery, and um, oh boy, he thought that you know, well, there's there's too many in one spot. I'm like, I see Kansas City has 48 breweries, 48. You know how many people here? Seven hundred thousand in the, in the metro. Oh, million. I'm like, we ain't got no breweries. That's nothing. Yeah. Go to Chicago. Talk to Apple Beer Chick. What they got? One hundred and seventy. And they and they got room for more. <laughs> Man, we haven't even. You you know, you you deal with this as a brewer because you're you're out there putting your beers out. A lot of people have never had the type of beer that you're brewing. You know what I'm saying? So and we're still a a small niche of beer drinking, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So anytime somebody like like you is start is starting up, I'm like, there's plenty of there's plenty of drinkers out there. Get your, get your beer out there. I don't I don't understand because it's, it's it's plenty of beers that like just rub me the wrong way. I'll, if I if I give it a bad, it's like all right, I was expecting this. It told me it was gonna taste like this. It didn't taste like this. If I'm giving it a bad rating. That's why I'm giving it a bad rating. Um, it just wasn't for me. I'm not really, my sister is more of the porter drinker. I do drink porters, but that's not my go-to. I like IPAs. But with, when it comes to my IPA, it's a more of a, the hop is going to hit you more on the back end. Mm-hmm. It's not a front, it's not a front heavy beer. Um, it's not a West Coast style IPA. I don't know what style of IPA I would put in it. Maybe I'm creating my own lane with it. I don't know. Um, but you know, I think we, we take IPAs and people just go fucking overboard <laughs> with the hops. It's like, bro, read, won't you go get a dictionary? Not, not, not Wikipedia. Go get a dictionary and read what an Indian parallel actually describes. Fair. It's, it's, it's a, a bit of a hoppy flavor and aroma, not trying to burn the back of my fucking throat. that's fair that is fair when i when i talk to people um even even you know beer enthusiasts and they tell me well i wouldn't name it an ipa or i wouldn't call it this or why didn't you call it a double okay we're gonna get let's not get caught up on 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 the 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 triples the doubles and blah 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 i've seen a lot of people call something a double that's fucking 7.5 percent absolutely i I don't know why you're calling that a double but hey who the fuck am i to tell you (laughs) what what to name it you know what i'm saying it's a it's beers named and do all types of crazy shit let them do it if it works for them if it sounds good and it works and they are and they're not lying to you Shut the fuck up and let them do it. <laughs> now I want to do a whole line that's just lying to people, actually. <laughs> I want to misname them all. 
we're so, just gonna like, oh yeah, you know, we're gonna call it this, or I wouldn't call it that, or it doesn't really give me a, a IPA taste. Well, what the fuck is an IPA taste? Because tell I me. Mean, I mean, now, 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 I want to, I want to make, I want to make a lager and call it stout. Just, well, just well, no, no, you, you know, you know, what, you know what territory is in right now? It's like we had Melissa Cole on here from uh, from England. Don't say hoppy. Then she's like, what? She's like, what the fuck does hoppy mean? Because <laughs> she, she's like, because her story is. She had this great story when she first started judging beer. She went to this, it was all dudes and her, right? And she was like, I taste what she said, rhubarb or some shit. Yeah. I mean, and, she went and, and, total and, detail. Yeah, and they and they gave her shit and come to find out it was a rhubarb beer. <laughs> so she's like, any description, she's like, what does that mean? You know, because obviously she's a she's a uh, high-level cook and a high-level brewer. And the master cicerone, so she knows flavor, but she she's like people get caught up in these words. Well, it's hoppy or whatever, you know, it's malty or what, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, I, I don't know what malt tastes like. Malt liquor? <laughs> oh God, I hope not. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's, it's malty. It's it, it's to this. It's to that. If you yeah. taste that, you know what that tastes like? That's fucking alcohol, asshole. <laughs> and and it's probably a very strong or high gravity beer. That's why it's tasting like that. Yeah, I really used a couple different, you know, agents to slice it up, uh, maybe a different variety of hops or, you know, change up the grains a little bit to try, probably try to cut that a little bit. But just say you don't like the taste of boozy beer. You don't want to feel like you're drinking. Yeah. Well, this one right Look, here. I, I, don't, I don't get that. This I, one, I like all boozy. This one ain't, this one ain't boozy. This is, uh, this, this is glorious. Beach pies from a uh, 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 cross strain in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, I'm not even sure what's. Uh, it's a sour. It's, it's a sour key lime pie. Yeah. What? I love key lime pie. Yeah, and it and it tastes like this is glorious. It, it tastes like graham crackers. It, it's it's really well done. It's a, it's that that's actually a really good brewery. I've been to a couple of times. Yeah, they do. They you do wonderful shit. You come deep, deep, deep Midwest. I mean, Midwest is is definitely beer country, but bro, uh, but you, look, you come out. We're gonna do a tour. We'll take you around. Yeah. <laughs> Let me let me get. I got a few more days. Let this fasting get uh, done. Let me, <laughs> I'm, only thing I'm bringing is gallons of water. Uh, <laughs> so you're but, a, you're a smart man. Two, two, two beers, it, one it, water. It took a lot of college years to get it right. I, I know well, I, I mean, right. yeah, yeah, you got to be educated to do that. So Let's, so is your go-to style like IPA? What else? What else are you brewing right now? Um, right now, I have, um, and the only reason I don't have it, I'm sending that to you guys as well. It is a lemongrass and honey ale, and that oh, is fourteen percent. What? Oh, 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 oh no! <laughs> How the hell did you get it to fourteen percent? What the hell did you boil the shit out of it? What did you do? Man, honey. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, really? okay, the sugar. Good, sure, I got you. And the crazy part is, I was just oh, telling uh, uh, John over at Troves not too long ago, like I was actually trying because everybody was so scared of my IPA because it's ten percent. They were scared and, of. It. I was just like, all right, let me make something "quote unquote" more drinkable. You know, let's have more drinkable. I want to drink more than just. Oh my god! All right, cool. <laughs> so I tried to uh, create something around like six, seven percent. Right. It, it came out to be fucking fourteen. <laughs> um, I, I tried to make it more drinkable. What happened was, but it's actually, but if as you uh -oh. got, taste it, it's like, like if, if I didn't tell you it was fourteen percent. You you would have you would have knocked right. it back and then you know and then oh, shit. and then try to stand up real 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's actually dope. And then I have a very 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 limited um 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 damn I can't even think about what style this is. It is a uh, uh um I'm having a brain fart. Excuse me. <laughs> you can do it. It's nineteen point six percent. What? Um. Ooh. Why can't I think of the fucking name? I mean, it does it need a name at this point? I, I think <laughs> you just name it nineteen point six percent. It's not. It's nine point six percent. It's no. It's a high noon. I'm really trying to think about the style of beer, and I really, I'm, I'm really having a brain fart. It's um. Oh man, whatever. It's high noon. You can look it up on. on what? That's here we go. <laughs> it's on untapped. Why? Are you gonna I, look I, it I, up? I can't think of it. it, 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 it I, I gotta look at my own beer. Isn't that that's a I piece mean, of yeah, shit? I mean, that happens. I, I look up shit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think actually we did pause the show once just to look something up. Yeah, was that the was that the, uh, <laughs> the year end show? That might have been. Yeah, we, we our poor attempt at a uh, a look back at the end of the year. Hey, Junior. barley wine. Why I oh, say barley it? wine. Right on. Right on. It's a barley wine. It's an English barley wine. Um, it's nineteen point six percent. I just sent it to somebody, and the can was actually perfect. And it, they got it, and it was like, damn, they're about to explode. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it, that's a dope one as well. <laughs> but that one. So right now, we took the stickers and everything off. If you if you said you were going to the website, you know, the stickers got you, you know, a free gift. It was six pack. Right, um, right. Now we're just doing the GoFundMe. So we have different tiers on the GoFundMe that gets you uh, different beers. So it's like $70, $200 will get you a four pack of the IPA. And then from 101 to like 200 is the IPA and the lemongrass. And then as you're going higher, then you get a four pack of everything. So once oh, nice. that... Um, once the the uh the high noon, that's what it's called, high noon the barley wine is gone. Uh it's gone. Yeah. Um and because I really wanted to focus on one, so I make a lot of the IPA. The lemongrass is definitely gonna be the next one that I start pushing. And I really want to start pushing that like once I actually get a brick and mortar, because I don't want to just have like two beers. Like I'm I, I know this for how people are building their brands and building their breweries. Um I don't wanna be a guy with an up and coming brewery, but I have five beers out here. Right. Um, you know, if I have collabs, that's different, but I want to focus on to the point that I can make this in my sleep. Um, then you get to the next one and I want to just build it up slowly because my goal is to not have 20, 30 beers on tap. Um, you know, it might, it might be, you know, a couple that you can only get limited edition, special editions that it, that's only going to be at the tap room um, just to bring in more traffic. And then you have, you know, the ones that's always going to be around. But I, I really just want to um, build the brand. And I want people like Yingling. You don't really, you don't think of another style of beer. You think about that a lot. You don't think about right, it. Right. Yeah. So when they came out with that other shit, I was like, Yingling makes other beers? You see what I'm saying? And, and they've been making it for a while. But but, oh, but only like you know the first time I I came across like that shit was in was in Pennsylvania, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like even even like you remember Fresh Fest, it was like the 
the uh, the uh, the Paps had something over there. The Paps had that coffee shit, right? Yeah, I'm like, I didn't know y'all made this. And it was, and and, and as much as I had, I didn't want to love it, I did love it. it and yeah. then, and now it's come here, so they do a a, a Paps coffee beer. Never heard of this. Oh, it's oh, you can get it in a fringe. It's delicious. Yeah, I have trouble looking past the fringe Paps. beers. I got the <laughs> beer in a pack of Paps socks. <laughs> you got the socks. Socks. <laughs> I still got them damn socks. So what's what's your uh, you know obviously the brand is there. So when you open you know when we when we posted that we were going to talk to you today, um, shout out to our girl Lana who, who you know who uh, promotes you know who we're going to talk to you know and she did her due diligence. But you know you you have a master almost like a master plan of of what you want your brewery to be. And how you want to be in in the in in the beer scene? Uh, tell us about that. Um, one, I want to be in West Philly. West Philly, uh, the the gentrification of West Philly is 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 fucking insane right now. Uh, houses are are going for like quarter million. Um, that like literally, I don't I don't know how. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so a lot of people are getting priced out. And when it comes to that, like where I grew up at, it's always been like the corner stores. Uh, well, you have the, the the state stores because we we're not we're liquor controlled, so you can't just go to a gas station and get a beer. You can't do that in, in, in Pennsylvania. Um, so they have these corner stores that just has like you know your your two elevens, your your old English, you know all your more liquors and things of that nature. You have the bars, and you don't really see the the breweries and. Right. Um, you don't, first and foremost, you don't see black people in the breweries and you don't see breweries, period. So I wanted to kind of change the narrative in my neighborhood, you know, right where, like where I'm from, where I'm, where I'm surrounded. I'm right. close to parks. I'm, 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 I'm pretty much where you want to be. <laughs> um, I'm from West Philly. Like it's basketball courts in the summer got girls there. It's <laughs> so a real thing. Have, have, have you had have you had any pushbacks? Has it been hard to change that narrative and get your story out? It hasn't been hard. It's just been like I've been very I've been very particular. I'm opening up a lot more now. I've been very particular with who I talk to and who I deal with because when before everything, I started like I went on this uh, this radio station one time and. I, again, I knew about nobody else in Philly making beer, and it wasn't until I went on the radio station that people, you know, they reached out to me. Mind you, I'm on Instagram, people reposting this, right. I'm at homecoming, I got other schools trying to get me to come down to their homecoming to bring the beer. It's it's getting talked about, it's just not getting on that major scale. So right. the pushback, at this present time, because the pushback would just be uncool right now. It's not cool to, to, to give any pushback right now. So yeah. it's like trying to figure out who's really with you and who's just the hype. Right. And I, I don't, I, you know, if I can't identify the two, I'll just leave it alone. And you just got to push forward anyway. I mean, regardless you gotta of push that. Forward. So it's like, you know, it's not, it's not a diss to anybody. It's not like I'm just giving people a sh cold shoulder. People are reaching out to me and we trying to make it work. But at the same time, I don't have a location. So right. It's hard. It's a, it's, it's a lot of opportunities that are coming my way that most likely are still going to be there. Once I get the location, um, it's just, I don't have the location. How hard is that? And we've had, we've had a couple others on. We had, um, now I'm going to have the brain fart from Ohio. Oh, uh, 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 uh
yeah, uh, sizzle from uh, uh, crafted yeah, culture, craft, crafted yeah. culture. Yeah, and you know, and he talked a lot about just the real estate side of it was so hard because he wanted to own the physical, but he yeah. wanted to own the building in, in his neighborhood, particular neighborhood. Right, so it wasn't it wasn't a bunch of me coming in and raising the price out. Um, you know, so how hard is it even just that physical side? The physical side, because the average building, my ideal location would be a storefront. Um, I don't really want to do too much. I don't want to. I don't want to bust out a hundred barrel system out the gate. Give me, give me, give me about five, seven barrels to start with. Um, yeah. I want a storefront. I want to be able to, you know, get it to the restaurants, get it, get it uh, in the stores. Uh, maybe more of the restaurants before the stores. Right. Because I have to build up the brand, and I want yeah. to get get the yeah. brand known, and I don't want to just have it at all the different beer bottle shops where I'm, I'm getting. Yeah, know, nobody knows what the fuck it is. Space. So create the buzz, build a brand, to get it out there. Um, builders that I'm looking at, I can't find anything that's less than like two fifty. So when people look my GoFundMe, I'm asking for two hundred and fifty. A uh, thousand and people I, I I had so quote unquote beer influencers, not brewers, but beer influencers who right. have said, well, you know, that's that's a lot of money. I said, well, how much do you think it costs to start a, a, like, a, a brewery? <laughs> There's that, right? Well, I seen, you know, people ask for less and, and, and you know, they got, you know, they got their money, 50, 70 grand. They got their money. I'm like, yeah, they got their money. Where's the brewery? Is it important for you to own the space? I think it is. Um, it's important for me to own the space because that will ultimately take some of the pressure off. It's a it's a different feeling when you're paying a mortgage versus yeah. paying a rent. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and if you have the building, it's other things you can do. So if I have a storefront and I got an apartment upstairs, you know, I'm either going to live over top of it. Right. Or like an Airbnb. Who wouldn't right. travel to Philly to live over, you know, essentially one of the first black owned breweries? I can get yeah. an Airbnb. You don't have to figure out where you're gonna stay. Hopefully, I can stay right here. Right. I'm gonna go to all the other breweries and then when I come back, I'm gonna drink and I'm gonna go to fuck back upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's when it comes to the business model, it's so many other things you can do when you own the space. Because yeah. it yeah, you can get a lease for five, ten whatever years and you build up your brand and you're building it up and they know this location. So you locked in that rate for that many, for that many years after that many years, you know, your landlord probably does want you to renew the lease, but now they see you boom. Right. You got to raise that rent up a little bit. <laughs> I was, that's where I was going now. Got to raise that rent. You got to raise the rent up a little bit. So now you're raising the rent. And then even when you think about it, look how many breweries, are closed because of the pandemic and they wasn't even open yet because they were leasing a space. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's like, I hear you, but I need this rent. This ain't your living. This ain't where you stay at. Right. You can't, you, you can't get no, no money for, you can't get no grant money for this. I, I need this rent money. Yeah. Yeah. So, so once, once you, once you get a space, once we hit that hurdle, cause I, you know, it's, I think it, like I said, your brand is already a thing, mm -hmm. so the I, I think you're in a good position to, to 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 meet your goal on the GoFundMe. What what what's your what's your vision of what you want to do when you get this space? I, you know, because I I, oh, I know man. you talk about it, and I know you have, 
but I want other people to know what, what your plans are. Um, the plan one, um, I really want to, I want to bring a different experience as far. And I know a lot of people say that it's so fucking cliche. Um, <laughs> I want you to come to Philly and I want you to get the whole experience of Philly. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I have to serve food. I want to sell cheesesteaks. Um, mm. because, you know, if you're going to come to Philly to see my brewery. Yeah. Uh, and right now in West Philly, there isn't anywhere. It's like corner stores that sell cheesesteaks, but this ain't where you get the cheesesteaks. <laughs> right. So it's like, it's nowhere in West Philly to get a cheesesteak. So not now, because they closed down gyms. If anybody's familiar with Philly that, that's listening to you, gyms is not here anymore. So I want to be able to have a cheesesteak. I want to have my beer because um, I want to make it a tourist attraction. I right. want people okay. to want to travel. It's, it's a brewery anyway, but I want to switch over to the pop side of things. And I feel like when you look at a lot of different breweries right now, like even with my merch, my T-shirts, my, my you know, the satin jackets and things of that nature, it's like yeah. people are all doing this cookie cutter type setup to promote the breweries. All my beer is in cans now. I don't want a beer opener. If I have a beer opener, that means you're opening up somebody else's beer. Yeah, you're looking at my beer. You probably like the beer opener, but you're not using that to open up beer. So I need to figure <laughs> out ways that, yeah. you know, what's going to help you, what's going to have you with this beer. I want people to, you know, see my T-shirt, the simplicity of the logo. I want you to see that and say, damn, I want one of them T-shirts. Like the whole thing is to create merch that will always make you think about it. You don't drink Pat's Blue Ribbon, but you you you, you will wear a Pat's Blue Ribbon T-shirt though. That, that, people go. will do that. That's by the way, that's a classic T-shirt. His satin jackets, though, the satin jackets, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> I saw them jackets. I was like, oh my god! And like, I need any more fucking merch. I was like, I don't have a satin jacket, son. No, you don't have a satin jacket. <laughs> hey, man. And, yeah. and, and like, my man said it the best. I was on his other podcast. He was like, it reminded me. I seen it, and I'm like, damn. But then I did the interview. He actually was in Philly at the time, and I had my jacket on. Yeah. He said, listen, I seen the pictures, and I seen you in it. And it's like, it was a dope jacket in the pictures, but it doesn't do it any just until you see yeah. it in person. And uh, he's like, it reminds me of that, like, that 1970s Oakland yeah. Raiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. I mean, when's the last time you seen a sad jacket, Nick? Well, uh, I, I got my 1980 uh, Royals World Series set jacket. Is that? Yeah. Why have you not worn that shit? I'm breaking out every once in a while. Look, I, I'm a I'm a little bit fatter now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, like, I, like, I, I ain't gonna lie, it doesn't really fit. <laughs> I don't, I don't have it with me right now because it was a little warmer today. Uh, no. Well, I, I, I don't want I don't want to forget this because we, we've mentioned it a few times. Tell people how they can go find your GoFundMe. Oh, uh, everything. If you're on any social media, uh, Mac M A C K Brewing Co. C O. And if you go into Link in the Bio, it has everything from the playlist uh, of for the cookout on the on, on the nineteenth. It has the cookout visuals for the nineteenth. It has the satin jacket. It has the <laughs> GoFundMe link. It has. Uh, I think we just took the shirts and everything down because now um, I'm going to do a pre-order for the for the actual Mac Blue. A logo t-shirt so that way people can uh, pre-order it. Once I drop the link for the cookout, they can pre-order the t-shirt. The t-shirt will be there when you come on the 19th. Uh, of course, we have to have a cutoff date because I don't want you to think that you're going to order it 
the day of and the shirts. <laughs> you you not pressing t-shirts at the cookout? I ain't, I ain't pressing t-shirts. <laughs> I can't do it all. You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you one thing. You ask me what I want to do at the location, don't be surprised if you if you see me with a brick and mortar and t-shirts flying from the back as well as the beer. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense to me. You have well, to I maximize wanna, I wanna, all the space. I want to know more because, again, we've talked about it a few times, just mentioned it over this this conversation, but I want to know more about the, the Juneteenth party that you're planning. The, the picnic, yeah, and about pushing that out because there are a lot of people, especially you know people like me that don't know much about it. Don't cool. know about Juneteenth, right? And so, so I think you know there's there is there is an important and what better time than the last couple of years in America, right, to finally be pushing those cool, things cool, out. Cool. Thank you. Um, Juneteenth, Juneteenth. Don't get me caught up on my dates. Uh, Juneteenth is spelled just like it sounds, J-U-N-E-T-E-E-N-T-H, Juneteenth. And Juneteenth was the last, June 19th, 1865. That was when the last batch of slaves, I want to say in Galveston, Texas, but yeah, I it was, in, it was in Texas. It was in you're Texas. right. Yep, you're Texas. right. I don't know if those Galveston, <laughs> Texas or not. But it was in Texas, and that was the last bit of slaves that found out they were they free. were free. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with with shunning July Fourth. But no. when it comes to a lot no. of African Americans, July Fourth, it's not you can't say about being free and independent because we were still enslaved, mm -hmm. and we were still enslaved because it wasn't until 1865 that the last group of Black people found out they were actually free. So in all actuality. The slave owners knew they lost the war and they knew that they were free, but because it was free labor, right? They, they tried kept, to they, they kept it kicking. Are, are, are you saying that so now the, when it comes white people in America took advantage? They took advantage. <laughs> so when it comes to Juneteenth, um, I thought about I was actually just throwing a, a cookout. I was supposed to do one last year, whole pandemic, wasn't doing it. Yeah. Um this year, I was really literally just throwing a cookout for my friends um, and my family to just come up, kick it with me, uh, let a few of them try the beer. And I think I was getting my windows tinted. And I was sitting, I was like, fuck it, I might as well. I need to come up with events. And what better way of coming up with an event for the brand is yeah. to have a cookout. And, you know, the world is opening up a bit. We still going to be outside. It's cookout weather. Fuck it. Throw a cookout. And literally, like the tech, the post that you see from from the from the tweet, I literally was just tweeting it, thinking about it, and said, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. And yeah. literally. So this is why it's been so busy. Um, I'm really planning a cookout. It's, it's really me. <laughs> it's just West, me. West Philadelphia, born and raised. Born and raised. Because <laughs> um, you know, when he posted it, it was uh it was the Fresh Prince. I was right, like, yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like. Really, I, I see what you did there. <laughs> well, those of us of a certain age, like, well, yeah, people of a certain. Now everybody knows that shit now. That's true. It doesn't matter what. It's all on HBO now. Touche. Yeah. Did you watch it? Look, speaking of HBO, did you watch that reunion? They did. I watched it. Wasn't that crazy? It was. It was. I. I like to finally get that out. Um, what happened with Aunt Viv? It was just like, yeah, kid, I'm like, nobody really knew. Nobody knew, but nobody asked questions. It's just like Rudy. Nobody asked why Rudy went upstairs and never came back. Damn, that's that was crazy. And to be young, young and and, and gun ho, like this was like your last. You was broke. 
yeah. and you chance yep. and you kind of like that's how you came back to being who you was and you had someone that you like you really fucked up their 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 livelihood. Yeah. So I'm gonna give this uh, Nick this last this last beer. He's gonna be very Uh-oh. excited. But oh, as he as he yeah. does that, hey man, next time I come up, next time y'all interview me, I need to be in town. Oh, but we know that's how this how this all started. But then COVID hit because this so where we are in the studio is actually an old post office, and this was the this was the vault. Yeah, it's yeah the, the bomb ass acoustics. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the summer though. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, it's hot right yeah. now. It's hot right now. It ain't that damn hot. I'm a fat man. You ain't fat. You're poorly. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Now, a little theme of the show here is I'm a service brewing fanboy. So, we have two female-owned brewers in Kansas City. And Courtney Service, shout out to Courtney. Uh, she does so many different beers. So, uh, for as far as I feel like she's doing a new beer every three days. Well, she released four beers today. So, Good Lord. So, that one... Is speak on it. We got Coconut Aztec Alchemist. It's an imperial stout. It's twelve percent. Woo! Me, her. That's 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 my kind of girl. Yeah, she's uh, bro. Look at everything she does. Yeah, she's 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 so good. She's on one. I, this is this is the woman that went at at, at the uh, good 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 uh, open. This is the woman that at, at the homebrew festivals. I would look for her. So there's a there's a big festival here as, as a brewery called Crane Brewing in, in uh, right outside Kansas City, and it's a it's a homebrew festival, but it's also professionals. So they got the homebrew tents and they got the professional tents. And well, to get also that's another thing about me. I didn't go through the homebrew things. I didn't go through like the homebrew festivals. Like my friends, I was I was trying to win people over that didn't drink crab beer. Like my friends were. Bud Light, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, Corona, right, and 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 Coors Light. They didn't. It, it wasn't too many ventures. So I, I, I really want to see y'all reaction when y'all drink this stuff. I mean, just, I, look, I mean, can I just say that if we could just get people to stop drinking Corona? <laughs> Hold on, I have a whole history with Corona when I was in college. Well, but, look, 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 college beers don't count. There's worse beers than Corona out there, son. Like, which I was, one? I was drinking. $6. You said which one? Like PBR. I was, I was doing six dollars. Listen, man. Keystone college, college. After college, broke. Did you smell that first? Oh my lord! See, that's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> that's so good. See that right there? <laughs> I need. I need that. I need that. What's the the? That's that coconutty candy bar. Like a mouse. Yeah. The mounds or the um, almond joy? It's like the almond joy. Sometimes man. you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Oh, my moly. No, no, no. You, this, this is an almond joy beer. It's, it's ridiculous. And and it's 12%, and you can't even tell. No, not that's, at all. That's the way, that's the way to make them. Like, yeah. People get so scared. It's like, well, all you like is high gravity stuff. Yes. Once, <laughs> but... Once I get to the level, it's like like the lemongrass. The lemongrass and honey, because it's so smooth and refreshing, but it's fourteen percent. <laughs> it's like what well, I have a really was. in an eight ounce can. Yeah. Um, because that's another thing. Like even with having my own space, it gives me opportunities to uh, educate. Like a lot of a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Period. Doesn't even matter what color you are. A lot of people really don't know how to drink. You know, Too we shy. don't learn until 
we fuck something up or fuck ourselves up. (laughs) Or we drink too fucked up. Yeah, like, and that's not how it go. Oh, you you turn 21? Okay, 21 shots. Why? (laughs) Yeah, that's a terrible idea. And that's even that may be 10. Yeah. So it's like, um, I want to really uh when I when I look at a lot of like different breweries and I look at a lot of uh just um craft spirits in general, we put a lot of emphasis on, you know, the the history of, of the spirit and history of of, of brewing right. and, and making these these uh drinks, but we don't put emphasis on it's it's a lot of people out here with problems. Um and now the the world that we're living in with the opioids and, and, and the actual drugs, the syrup, all that lean, whatever you call it. Um all these other things are going on and we're not actually uh, looking at parents who are alcoholics, you know, just because they go to work every day or this and the third, they might just be functioning alcoholics, but they have a whole family and you don't know what that family structure is like. And right. now that craft beer is, is, is coming uh, to the forefront uh, again, we are, you know, we're, we're always pushing and promoting drinking and we have jokes and we, we, we drinking all the time, you know, high noon, the blah, 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 beer pong. And we're making drinking fun and nobody should feel bad about having a good time. If you're enjoying yourself responsibly, let me say that first. But I think uh, uh, me personally, as a brewery, you have to take, uh, you have to take responsibility for that. So when it comes to like having my own space, eventually I want to be able to have like 21 year olds coming in so we can, you know, show them different beers or show them different drinks um, and how to pace yourself, how to enjoy yourself and how to take your time with the flight and spirits. Drink some water. You know, you know, shout shout out to my to my to my homeboy, uh, because you have a son. So, you know, you have some responsibility there. And shout out to our homeboy, uh, Rodney Beagle from uh, 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 Three Halves. He just he just passed away two weeks ago unexpectedly. Uh, a head brewer at this brewery, you know, his sons are probably nine or 10. But one of the things we talked about when he was on the podcast, where it was, you know, we, you know, we asked him, well, what do your sons think about you being a brewer? Right. And he's like, they love it. But the one thing I'm going to do is, you know, educate them how to drink responsibly. So, you know, exactly. That's exactly what, what you're doing right now, you know, and again, you've got a young kid. So he's looking to you to see, you know, because you're right. A lot of people do abuse, you know, this shit. You know, I have somebody that thinks I'm a narcissist and an alcoholic because I like to go to breweries. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm neither, I'm neither and, of those. And actually, I'm going to say this. Hanging out with Nigel to, at, a, at a beer festival is a lesson in that. Like, you don't get, you are not hammered or crazy to beer festival. So, 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 Dave, when I was, at, when I was at Fresh Fest, there was, I, I, I went to the bottle share on Friday. The, the bottle share. I didn't stay there that long because I was like, nope, because I went to a Steelers game. Saturday, I went to the VIP. Yeah, no, I was trying to do the whole, I was trying to do the full Monty. Yeah. And so, and so the beer festival was more, yeah, I drank some beers, but I probably talked to more people. I didn't have time to drink. It was about interfacing with these people, even at the, at the symposium, you know, Friday during the day. You know, mm-hmm. you know, they had that first symposium. We went downstairs, went to the bar. You know, I met Day and Ed, you know, drinking partners and all these other great folks. It wasn't about drinking. It was no. about interfacing with these these people of color that I didn't know even fucking drank beer. You know, because even Kansas, Kansas City's 30 percent black. 
Mm-hmm. Who's at the breweries mostly? 0.7% of the black people. Yeah, me. It's me. <laughs> that, bro, it's me. Uh, we, we got we got one, shout out to Dez. We got one uh black female assistant brewer. Um she also she's a beer tender as well. But you can go to all 48 breweries and you might see maybe one or two people of color at each time. We know for a fact that right now, besides Des, I don't besides me, I don't know any other people of color who are even serving beer. You know what I'm saying? And that, and that's kind of what messed me up when I was in when I was in Charlotte because it was like, yeah, I was it was in my mind that I wanted to brew beer, but just getting the questions on like you know learning more about beer because it's just me i can, I mean yeah i can google and watch youtube but I'm, I'm here and i actually like to go out and drink beer i like to buy pictures of beer and sometimes my pictures of beer are not twenty dollars <laughs> I, I don't i don't want what you have the special on i i, I want the, the the 60 minute and yeah. i want it in the tower yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. You don't know how many times I've been to places that like sell towers and shit, right? And I'm like, yeah, I want, I want that in the tower. Oh man, I don't even know how to ring that up. Uh, <laughs> me and my manager. Like, so when I would go and ask questions at the breweries, that's kind of what turned me off a little bit. Just me. Um, because I would all they would always like, you know, give me these fucking funny looks. Or just like be very condescending on how they were answering right. my questions, and I'm talking about as a as a consumer. I'm not even right, right. a brewery. I'm not even in planning. I'm just a consumer. So like when I was like talking to a lot of people, and I was like saying I wanted to start a brewery, and especially when I ran into like black people that were actual beer drinkers, like oh you need to just go to the breweries. I'm like ah, I'm good, right? Like it got it kind of just like rubbed me the wrong way. And not saying again, this has nothing to do. Everybody's not like that. Right. Let me be the first one to say that everyone is not like that. But when you when you go through it at different places and over and over, you know, it kind of turns you the fuck off. At least you're like, like, fuck, right. Like, fuck this. I'ma just do it myself. And that's kind of what that's kind of what that's why we're talking right now. Well, you know, we've asked this question to uh, to a lot of guests, but how do you though then as you're looking to open your own place, how do you then expand that audience? How do you get more black people to come into to to the tap room, or, to the or women, or, or, or women, or, or, or LGBTQ community? I mean, like how how do we broaden it so it's not just a bunch of bras? <laughs> with, with um, I think honestly, uh, the way the way we're going about it now, um, um, being bringing it more to the forefront. Uh, being able to talk about it on these podcasts, bringing it mainstream. Right. This is, you know, going back, I don't think it was this many podcasts, uh, this many, like, beer influencers that were this popular back in 2012. Bless bless little Dave. He's locked in, man. (laughs) He's locked in. I don't think it was that many people back in 2012. So now when you're, like... absolutely. When I'm looking at Instagram, even like with just going to Explorer page, like if I just grab my phone and look at Explorer page, somebody's on there with a beer or talking about some type of craft beer. And that's uh, that's what's going to bring them there. That's what's going to bring more people there. We're talking about it. Um, it's more black beer 
it's more black breweries opening up. And at, at a certain point, you're not going to be able to talk about beer without going and doing some research and doing some, some and having us pop up. It's, right. it's, not, it's impossible. Right. Like, I'm sorry. As, a, as an individual, just my name alone, Google don't pop up for shit for me. You Google my whole name, it's going to be a white guy. It's not going to be me. <laughs> you Google Mac Brewing Co. and it's a whole bunch of my pictures. It's like, oh, right, this, right. This is real. This is this is a real thing. This shit is unbelievable. Like to see, like to hear you talk about it, like as a brand, like oh man, you're getting your name out this and the third. Like, bro, this shit is unreal. To yeah. Me. Like I, I still don't believe it. Well, I, I think it's time to believe there it. There yet. You know, you know, it and it, it, it kind of goes like to. Um, you know, Marcus from uh, Weather Souls, you know, when he, when he did Black Beautiful, you know, when we had him on, this was, that that was not his expectation. No, his expectation originally was to do one beer at his brewery. And then his mentor, Jester King, was like, yo, you can make it bigger. So remember his goal was, he said, I want 12 breweries to do well, this beer. Well, his goal was because he wanted to do something, but he didn't feel like he could be in the forefront because yeah. he was focused on his business. But he, his goal then all his goal sudden, was like, I'm going to do, I, if I can get 12 breweries to brew this beer, 12. No, you know, he went to 1,200. Uh, he went around the world, man. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> he went around the world twice. <laughs> like, and, I, and I had somebody on Twitter. Um, it's a freaking Walmart now. Yeah, some, somebody on Twitter was like, I don't know about the black people thing, blah, blah, blah. I said, you don't know him. This is whatever it is now. That was not his plan. And I had to, I had to quell somebody on Twitter. I'm like, no, it, it wasn't a marketing ploy. It's a brother who was concerned about fucking social justice. And his whole plan was to do one beer to donate to a cause. One local in, charity. In, in San Antonio. The fact that it turned into what it was. Well, beautiful. You can't, you can't buy that type of publicity. And no. the crazy part is. It's, it wasn't a marketing stand. It wasn't a marketing ploy because, for real, for real, if you ask somebody who actually is really in the beer, but they don't follow that much, but they know what Black is Beautiful is, they don't know what Weather Souls is. Now, Brett, Weather no, Souls doesn't even pop up. Yeah. Well, yeah, and yeah. I think I think that's part of it. Is like that that was a truly genuine movement. And and, 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 and granted, you know, shout out to Afrobeauty because she, you know, she was she's like, been well, on it. She, she was like, how many of these breweries have actually donated their money? You know, listen. So show that, the receipts because that that's a, that's a real thing as well. Um, and you know, and I, I know people got sideways because founders fucking brewed the beer, and you know how black people think about founders. Yeah, man. <laughs> founders, you know what I'm saying? And with that, that's why I've been kind of treading lightly on how I'm moving, and that's really what I meant. I don't know who's really. All right, let's get you. Got you. Got you. In the door, right? Or hey. Yeah, bring your beer here. We're gonna do it here because if if I got this type of following with no brick and mortar, no right. no no product placement anywhere, right? What am I gonna do for you if you have an establishment? You see what I'm saying? Right, right. So, so no, you know, and and that's actually that's actually a really good question to ask when somebody wants to, you know, quote unquote, give you a you know a hand up or a hook up or whatever. There's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, shout out to Stacey I.A. from Rock Leopard. I mean, Cloudwater, the dude from Cloudwater. Now, Cloudwater in England right now, they're hating them because they just, what they did, they took, this is the crazy thing. People are hating on it because they're they're putting these bo- these beers. It's like the equivalent of putting craft beers in Quick Trip or 7-Eleven or something like that, right? But what Cloudwater did 
They took four, four craft brewers that didn't have spaces that were small, put them in a four pack and put them in these stores. That just changed the game for all four of those breweries. So it's a mixed four pack of all these breweries and they're all, it's either a woman, a black person, a, a gay person in a four pack in the store. No, people in England are tripping about it. I'm like, no, they just put these people on, on, on the stage that they couldn't get on. So now it's like, now granted people are bitching because of all oh, the beers aren't expensive enough. They're more expensive at the brewery. No, you put it in a, in, in a 7-Eleven or whatever, whatever convenience store you have in, in Philly. Um, if we put your beer in there, that would change your fucking life. Change it. <laughs> so, change you know, I, you know, I get it. Sometimes uh, craft beer people can be purists, blah, 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 yada, yada. You know, Listen, I, I, like, don't, don't, you don't be a beer be fucking purist if you don't open. At the end of the day, a lot of people, you can be a purist all you want. If, you, if you're that much of a purist, then you wouldn't be trying to make a fucking profit on what you're doing. Right. That's, that's, that's beyond being a purist at that point. You do well, it because you love it. I mean, think about it. I, Goose Island, out of Chicago, love them beers. They do some really nice beers. You can give me a soapy anytime. They're owned by InBev. All, all that did for them was, was give them the money to do whatever the fuck they wanted. Same thing with Boulevard. Boulevard mm-hmm. in Kansas City. Now, granted, you know, when they went with uh, at Duval, Duval, now du- Duval does nothing but great beer, but it gave them the opportunity to go nationwide with these beers. So, you know, well, I mean, it, you it, it opened up international head. markets, really. Yeah. Dogfish Head, uh, they got brought by um, Sam Adams. But you know what? Let's, you know, I, I would say that the one thing about Sam Adams, Sam Adams is that it, They've never been. They've, I don't think that I don't know what it is on the East Coast, but here they've never considered like big beer. You it's, know, it's it sells. Um, I definitely used to like their cherry, their cherry weed, but I don't, I don't, I, I just that's that's a brain I would like to pick. If I had to like pick like two people within the beer culture to like pick their brains, right? Garrett Oliver. And I can't even think of his name of the founder of, of yeah. Sam Adams. Have you seen their fucking stock prices lately? Uh, I can only imagine. Bro, that shit <laughs> went from a hundred, two hundred. That shit is twelve hundred dollars a share. So what do you think they did for Dogfish Head? You bought Dogfish Head for three hundred million. <laughs> so that's my point. That was be- that was before you, you when you bought Dogfish Head for three hundred million. When that came out, I think that was like post pandemic, and their shares may have been like two to three hundred dollars right. a share. Sam Adams, I mean, at that time, Sam Adams is at twelve hundred dollars now. And dog, like, yeah, and that was a that was like a half deal. It was like half in, yeah. in uh, stock options and half in cash. So you're you're really up, like, yeah. super up. I don't really want to sell. I don't want to build the company to sell it. Um, I, I really want something. I, I, I want like a yin. I want some 100 year. Some but if, year if, even, Yingling, even Yingling just did a deal with somebody so they could be across the country. Mm-hmm. That just happened. Because like yeah, I said, that's still get... independent. I remember they were beefing. It was like Sam Adams a few years back. Like Sam Adams. <laughs> they were beefing. <laughs> <laughs> the beef. The beef. <laughs> independent 
beer. And like England was just like, yeah, you're public, so you really don't even know how much beer we actually sell. <laughs> We're but, you know, you know and, until I came to Pennsylvania, I had no clue how big Yingling is and how old they are. And it's still family owned. It's crazy. It's still private. It's like that's that's the goal. Yeah. But I don't want like a massive place, you know. Um but you know, I you know, I don't I know I talk around a lot. To go back to your question, uh, the idea once I get a brick and mortar location, the next step is is to make a move. Um, I don't I don't really want to get into a lot of restaurants. Um, I want to get on airplanes. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> Damn! I that's think a, that's a shit. Yeah, you're saying it first, and just because I just said that, watch is gonna be you know I, that's the only part I'm gonna say. Well, be, that's, be, that's what, what, what I'll tell you, Dave, is, I, I'm trying to think if I ever had seen anything other than a Miller or a Bud on a no, plane. I have. If you get on Delta, you see Sweetwater. Yes, I've been. I've been on. I got on. Uh, uh, um, it was uh, Iceland Air, craft beer all day. They didn't have no domestic. They had they had beer from Iceland and they had beer from the United States. I was like, oh shit, I'm about to win <laughs> on my way to England. <laughs> hey. And just think about it. Like, imagine being on a plane, and it's like, even even if you're just a person that drinks because you're scared of heights. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you got Bombay, or right. you can get this 12 ounce, 10 percent beer. Yeah, <laughs> bro. Come I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this part out of the podcast. Nobody needs to know that plan. <laughs> I have never heard that. That's brilliant, actually. Hey that's, man, that's, that's it's, a, it's a lot. I just want to change the narrative on, like, you know just craft beer and how it's how it's perceived yeah. and you know take it to the next level honestly um I'm, I'm pretty sure i'm not i'm saying i'm the youngest i'm pretty sure somebody right now that's plotting and planning that's definitely going to be extremely younger than me i'm only 32 so uh <laughs> I, could be I, I think I think we realized that when 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 he wasn't talking about you know when the Jordans first came out. <laughs> well, that's, that is that's when I was like, oh, that yeah, is true. Yeah, I was I was I was stocking the shoe shelves back then. Hey man, <laughs> I, I, I love a I love a Jordan ten. Jordan ten is like my all time favorite fucking shoe. I don't even what the fucking I, I, I don't remember, know the numbers. I know the, the Jordan that I the had. Ones that have all his stats from his rookie year. Oh to yeah, yeah those were dope. Three on the sole. Yeah, those were dope. I think I was a Jordan, like, what year did I buy some Jordan? I had the, the red and the white one. That was probably, like, 92. So I was I mean, Before you were born and shit. I was, I was selling shoes. You were, like, two. You were, like, two. <laughs> I was selling shoes late look, 80s, look. early 90s. I got, I got sons close to my, my oldest. My oldest son will be 30 this year, so. Oh, man. You know what's crazy? I have a picture with me wearing the sixes, and I'm sitting with Jason Williams. Really? I have a wow. picture with Jason Williams. He's holding me. And this is back when the Sixers were practicing at St. Joe's. <laughs> and it was just like, you know, it's back in the day. It's open practice. Ain't nobody, nobody cared. It wasn't like security. <laughs> you want to watch a practice, wow. you can come in. I remember putting the on the shelves, on the store wall, the storefront wall, right? The the Barclays next to the Jordans. And, and, and it was, you know, you knew which fans were coming in to take which ones. Hey. Listen, man, it was uh, it was those, and honestly, I think I put it on Twitter one time. Um, because I, I, it's actually, if you go to my Twitter page, it's it's it has the uh, the iconic Ala Iris and walking over Louisville. 
Like, you know, I, I want to be the Allen Iverson of craft beer. <laughs> there you go. I love it. I, I, I want to change the whole narrative on everything. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to look up the year of my Jordans. I can't remember. <laughs> well, I couldn't find them. You know well, what? I'm first, first Jordan drew what? 85, 86, 80, 86. Yeah, the Jordan ones. And the yeah. great part is, he's probably making more money off of the Jordan ones than any other pair of shoes because of it's a cup sole. Like that's the cheapest, the cheapest sole you can have on a shoe. And it's like the the cost to make that shoe. Versus how much they charge for it now. Oh, they're making hand, money hand over fist. That's why so many ones. When you look at it, it's always a Jordan one coming out. That's why the profit mar- the par- the profit margin is fucking astronomical. Now you're you're a sneaker guy. Have you ever I'm a uh, sneaker guy? Um, have you ever gone on and designed your own? Honestly, the the, the crazy part is I'm actually you. thinking about it. <laughs> it is it is a special edition. I, I can I can sneaker that I want. And That's I want. awesome. So I just I just designed some for my son for his birthday. Ooh. I got a, got I made him his own. What 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 kind? Uh uh so they were I don't even know what the brand was. I just found this I just found this website. And he likes to design. He's big into. He's a history nerd. He's fourteen now. Okay. Um, but he's big into flags, and so he designed his own flag. So I took that design and I put, I put it, on it all shoe? over a shoe. Oh man, that that's and it was it was fun. It was a blast. It made it freaked him out when he saw it. He said, you actually did a shoe. <laughs> hey, listen, man. It's it's when it comes to sneakers. My my son. It's crazy. We're talking about about sneakers. My son. Um, I had I got him a pair of Jordan ones for his fourth birthday. And magically, he can still fit them um, a year later. Uh, I'm, so I'm pretty sure he's going to have like a, a, Look, a, a crazy growth spurt. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy those moments when they're not growing crazy. Man. Uh, <laughs> it was one time he just had a different pair of shoes because we kept having to buy his shoes because he just plays so much. Um, and we had so many different pairs. It's like he keeps messing them up. And then he just had a growth spurt. He went up like two sizes out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like yeah. all them shoes. I just had to give them to a friend. Like, here you go. <laughs> like it gets worse. He can, he can. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it <laughs> we, does. See, I wear. We had one. We had one year. He went. Uh, he 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 went a foot and a half in one year. <laughs> yeah, man. He, and like he looks at my. Sneakers. I think that's my my first my first pee break on the podcast. <laughs> I think that is a first steal. You yeah, I, I, I was moving around earlier today. You know, we did have one time where somebody he had to leave. I had to leave. Somebody hit my car. Somebody hit his car in the parking lot. So there's that. But bro, hey, it's been a pleasure to have you on, man. Tell people where they can find you on the social medias. Uh, Mac Brewing Co. M A C K Brewing I N G Co. That's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, um, MySpace. Instagram, I typically. <laughs> you don't know about MySpace, do you? You, if I can remember my password on MySpace. <laughs> You were like you were you were probably five years old when you had a MySpace. Let's keep it real. I don't even you know at that time I wasn't even thinking that you know keeping something that long was going to be in play. But you know I wish I did because I would be on there. <laughs> <laughs> me and Tom. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so uh, you you, you, you shouted those out. Everything that's going on. Typically, I know it's a lot of people that message me on Facebook. I apologize because it's it's it's. it's between Instagram and Twitter, 
Facebook, and I don't even like write a lot on Twitter, but I'm always responding to like yeah. DMs. So Facebook, I'm definitely getting better with it. Well, I, I appreciate you reach, uh, responding on, on, on the Instagram. See, Instagram is how, how you can reach me. Okay, gotcha. You had reached me like I had just took a hiatus off of like social media. Right. So it was just like, just to kind of just gather myself, man. Um, this those, is a lot. Those are important. This this is a lot. Starting I'm, starting a business period is a lot. Starting a brewery is a yeah. lot. And I don't so, think people know how strenuous it is. If you, if you ever need some uh, advice right here in Kansas City area, I, 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 think, I, I think I'm up to like eight friends who have started breweries in the last three years. <laughs> Listen, you about to make me fly out. And, and, Bro, I'm you know, telling you, I got just, like, I, mean, sit down. I, I got a buddy, he's open, opening one. Shout out to shout out to Brad Steele and Broken right. Hatch. Two weeks. He opens in two weeks. And then and then I've got uh some homeboys who who are this year three years in. We're talking like eight people. So Listen. if you ever need some uh, on, on the, the ins and outs that the, 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 the one thing about the Kansas City Bruce scene, it's, it's, it's all love. It's well, all you love. said that. I, I, you listen. If, if 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 you didn't do anything else, if it wasn't for COVID, I think you would have a lot of people in Kansas City. Because when I met you, it was yeah. like, all right, listen, this is all dope. This is great. How can we get y'all to Kansas? I really was about that. Oh, let me keep coming, Kansas City. Nigel, because that listen, how can we get you to Kansas City? What's up? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm with it. Like, it's, it's like, listen, and, it, and it's only grown. It, hell, it grew last year. We probably had, we added, what? we probably maybe four breweries last year during COVID. I was gonna say, yeah, maybe half a dozen. We had no breweries close here. We didn't, we did not lose a brewery during COVID. You know, shout, shout out to my dudes at, at Diametric. They did this event. Knock on wood when I act like it's over. Yeah, um, they did this event. It was called uh, Together We Can. And literally, all the breweries that were closed, they brought all their beers to one place. to one brewery, and you could go online and come drive through and pick up your order. And we, and, and we, I mean, they were loading up their trucks. We had beers from every brewer. We had people who would come, and we had people come from come from Arkansas. They would come from, and get nine hundred dollars from beer. from Omaha, Nebraska, everywhere. Yeah. Listen, man, you can't. And the crazy part about it is, when it comes to this entrepreneurial and running a business, people always think. You have to do everything on your own to make your money. If you're uh, not making money with other people, you're not going to make it. No, think of all the successful entrepreneurs you know. They all are going to tell you a story about the deals they did with their friends. Absolutely. Partnerships, man. It's so, all partnerships. Uh, uh, when you when you ready to do a collab down here in Kansas City, I got you. Listen, we we can we can make it happen. We Dude, can, that's, it, that's it. Don't bro, have to be a reason. We can. That's the easy button. All you got to do is show up. Listen, bring, bring I'll be for flights. DM me your your phone number because I, I need to have your address so I can send you guys some beer. Let's do it. So before I come out, I don't want to come out there. You gotta taste my beer. Like this should be shit. We should have never invited you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to send the beer first. <laughs> but like you know what? I I like him just because he said shitty shit. <laughs> <laughs> this, this shit. We might have to delete that episode. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know what? You know what? Let's say it wasn't good. You know, you know what I would do? I, I got several people I hook you up with. You can just learn some shit. Hey, look, we already know you travel with your brew kit, and, and so and, I'm not worried. And trust me, I've seen, I've seen enough people with your beer to know it ain't shitty. Hey, man.
Appreciate it. Thank you. It ain't shitty much. shit. <laughs> it ain't the shitty shit. It's, yeah. it's, it's probably the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the shitty shit because it's, it's, it's fucking dope. What well, we already know here at Oliver gave it his approval. Hello. Listen. Uh, the, 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 do I need to quote Herm Edwards? You play to win the game. You, <laughs> Gary Oliver gave you the blessing? Are you kidding me? I, I'm sorry. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, we're going to find us. We're gonna find you us, can find the Beers with Nigel podcast at Beers with Nigel on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and just about any of your favorite podcast apps. If you feel like watching us, you feel like looking at that, that's way more. Well, fun. that watch pretty face, you can watch us. I mean, you got a face for podcasts. I got a face for radio, man. <laughs> so you can watch us on YouTube, on Vimeo, and or Facebook? go to and our website. Facebook? I didn't look at all Facebook. Oh, we got merch as well, and we got some merch. If you want your beer gear, yeah, check out beersnigel.com. We ain't got we, uh, we ain't got no satin fucking jackets. But, no, <laughs> but I'm telling you, I'm gonna look at making one now. And you know what else, Nigel? This. You've been listening to Beers with Nigel, a show about beer and other stuff, hosted by Nigel Woodbury and that other guy, Nick Parker. Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, providing bumper-to-bumper graphic design, promo products, and print services. Find them at direoil.com. Beers with Nigel is a proud member of the Fredcast Network and is available on all of your favorite podcast flavors. Find Beers with Nigel on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and ask Alexa to play the Beers with Nigel podcast.